you have to teach them and yourself self-regulation because if you are not self-regulated, you can't learn, you can't communicate well, you can't move forward because you know, you're either angry or you're unfocused. It is, it's just puts a lot of barriers in the way. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside. Hello, hello, Blissful Parents, Michelle Abraham, your host here today. I am bringing you an amazing guest today. Her name is Lorraine Dernford Hill, and I am so excited what we're going to be diving in today. We're talking about taming those angry monsters in, no, your kids aren't angry monsters, are they? Well, sometimes maybe. (laughs) Well, we're going to talk about all the things to do around taming those angry monsters today. So Lorraine, thank you for joining me. How are you? I'm doing well, Michelle. Thank you for inviting me on. I'm really excited about talking about the anger monster. And I think it applies to both parents and to the children. I think we all have maybe a a small little anger monster inside that comes out every once in a while. Right. One comes out and then the other one comes out too, right? At the same time, (laughs) sometimes it's the parent one first, sometimes it's the kid one first. Blissful parents, let me tell you a little bit more about Lorraine. Lorraine is a early childhood resource consultant with over 40 years of experience working with therapists, children, and parents. She is currently working on masterminding her second career after retirement in 2021. She supports families with parenting issues and works one-on-one with kids. She's recently developed a course called exactly what we're talking about today, The Five Steps to Taming the Angry Monster. The program helps you fill your toolbox so you can bring connection, calmness, and joy back into your life. Those are three of my favorite words. And I think those three words would probably solve most of the world's problems, wouldn't it? (laughs) So true. So true. Right. So thanks for joining us, Lorraine. I'm excited to chat with you today. So tell us a little bit about the angry monster. Well, the reason why I chose sort of that sort of vision of the angry monster is a little kid drew a picture for me one day and it, it was a monster with hair coming out of its head and its arms on his on sort of his hips and it just went oh that's how you're feeling and it just thought that's a perfect name for that because he was showing me what this child was feeling that there was an anger monster inside him that was you know was sad was you know his hair was a you know even upset sort of thing and just the way he was holding 
the body of the the monster. You could get a lot of message from that. So then I I was teaching a course called Cool Solutions for many, many years to parents. And then it's an old program. So I've decided that, you know, it needed a lot more update with new facts, new information. So I brought it all together using the uh, framework of self-regulation, which is done is Stuart Shanker's framework um, called self-reg. And so under that umbrella of, of making sure that we are self-regulated, then we can work on our anger better. Mm, that's great. So self-regulation, just for maybe our parents that aren't familiar with that term, or what exactly does that mean? What is self-regulation? Self-regulation is basically how well we manage stress, because we stress comes at us all different ways. And every time we have stress, we use a lot of energy, whether it is physical energy, mental energy, but there's energy is used. And what self-regulation is, is how well we recover, learning to recover from that stress. Mm-hmm. So the faster that we can do that, the better we are at self-regulating. Ooh, that kind of reminds me of like when our heartbeats get really fast and then we're learning to slow down our heart rate and that recovery, like in fitness or something, it's like that recovery rate that becomes really important. So that's interesting. The self-regulation kind of reminds me of like, it's like the recovery after the stress. (laughs) That's great. Well, thank you for explaining that because I know sometimes we just assume that we all know what that means. And so it's nice to actually have an explanation as to what that actually does mean. So thank you for sharing that. And so let's go back to our angry monster here for a minute. (laughs) Okay. The way I like to teach it is thinking about five steps. So you're going to reframe how you see anger because anger is actually just an emotion, just like happy, sad, mad. It is just an emotion and it can be a positive thing because anger tells us that there's something not right. And that's what it signals. Something's not right and we need to make a change. So we could make the change for something really positive or we could go down the negative and be miserable and be mad at the world. We make a choice. And every time that we make a choice, there's a consequence. So we hopefully we make good choices so that we have good consequences. So it is all about learning how anger affects us. So we're going to reframe it. We're going to, you know how we sometimes have those little voices in our heads that will tell us, you know, don't do this, do this. It's about changing that little voice to something more positive. So you could say that people are so stupid. It might be something you say. And really what you could change that to is they don't have the skills yet to do this. So you're changing the way you see it. So you're reframing what you're seeing and how you're you're understanding it. And then if you go on to sort of understand what anger is and how we interact when we're angry, it is about going back and forth. If you stop the anger, you know, when it comes at you, it's an invitation and you go, I'm not, not joining that conversation. You're going to stop it right there. But if you take on that conversation, take on that invitation, (laughs) it's going to go around and around and around and around till you're both exhausted. And both have big angry monsters. (laughs) Yes. So the two, two monsters are going at each other. So we have to think about it as an invitation. 
somebody has done something to us, whether it's real or imaginative, somebody's done something to us and we can choose to accept that or say, ah, you know, I'm not going to take that. So once we have figured out how we're going to deal with anger when it sort of comes our way, we have to think about when am I angry? What happens to my body? Well, we all know that when we're angry, the heart rate increases, you know, we, we are in that fight flight and sometimes freeze mode when we're angry. Some kids just stop and just can't do anything. So we want to help them recognize where their state is. What are they feeling in their bodies? Where's that anger feeling? Like, tell me where your anger is. Is it in your chest? Is it in your head? Is it in your fists? Tell me where that anger is. And once you can figure that out, you're going to be able to help them deal with it better. Maybe by doing some relaxation, by doing some mindfulness, by, you know, sort of changing the scenery because they're, they're recognizing, okay, my jaw's tight. This is happening. I need to just relax. So you have to relax. And so that, that's reframe, recognize and reduce. So by giving children ways to reduce their stress and stress comes from a lot of different places. Stress can come from biological. So you're hungry, you're tired. It can come from emotional. You're angry, you're upset, you're happy, whatever could trigger. And it could come from your cognitive skills. Maybe you're missing something. Maybe you haven't learned something. And so that stresses you out. And of course, you know, if your friends don't play with you, that is a big stressor. That's just from the social stretch, social stressor. And then there's that pro-social where, you know, you think it's better to lie or you just don't know how to deal with things. So all these things are part of a child's life almost every day. And if they don't have a way of reducing that stress, they haven't been given that the tools they're going to feel stress. And of course, then they're going to come home and that stress is going to rub off on the parents and that, you know, will add to the parents' stresses in those five areas. So it's a roller coaster of. Yeah. So that one I see comes through the door and stomps up the stairs and throws the backpack down. (laughs) That's a good one. Yeah. That's what I see come through my house sometimes. Yeah. So then you've got to do some detective work. Okay. Did he have a bad day at school? Is he hungry? Is he tired? What is the underlying issue there? You know, he's probably not mad at me, but we take it as, (laughs) well, he's not doing what I told him to do. Supposed to hang his backpack up and he's supposed to, you know, shut the door quietly. He's not doing that. So he must be out to get me. Nothing to do with us. (laughs) What's gone on in his day? I usually call it the hangry monster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> usually something to do with being hungry. <laughs> awesome. So we've got the reframe, we've got recognize, and we've got reduce. Cool. What's number four? So number four is reflect. So why did that trigger me? What was going on that I am triggered by that situation? So for parents, why is it that I got upset that he he ran upstairs and threw his backpack? What does that mean to me? Could mean that he you feel he's disrespecting you. It could mean that he's not listening. There's all kinds of reasons that you might be triggered and to figure out what those triggers are that are 
making you feel angry or the child feeling angry. So one of the things uh, that I like to do when my daughter was younger, instead of saying, how was your day or whatever, I would say, tell me one good thing about your day. Tell me one thing that you want to do differently tomorrow. And that was a different way of saying what went bad or what wasn't good. And I found that that was a way of opening the conversation on, you know, the positive and negatives of the day. And then you can get some insight. I like that thing. You're not leaving it to the good, good, (laughs) bad, (laughs) just the one word answers that don't get you any information. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's simple. You can do it. You know, I used to do it just before she went to bed, but you could do it at supper time and you can share one thing that you had a great day at. And one thing you want to do tomorrow that maybe didn't get done today or, you know, that you is in your plan. So it's, it's a way of, encouraging communication about what's going on in their life. So I think that if we can reflect on those triggers, we're going to understand what's happening. And then we can reflect back on how we're going to reduce. What are we going to do to reduce those triggers? So are we going to take time for ourselves? Are we going to listen to music? What are we going to do to reduce those triggers? And then We want to get to the restore. We want things to go back to normal. But there's another skill that we have to learn is the negotiation part. We have to be able to learn how to get both sides working together. And that's not always easy because we tend to commit. You did this. You did that. And that doesn't help. So you have to really take a step back and say, this is how I felt. Can you tell me how you felt? And so, again, it's about connection. And it's about conversation. Because if you don't have that connection and conversation, you're not going to come to a good solution. It's very hard to do that. Right. And so my question around that is to you wait for the reduction of the stress in the in the moment to have that sort of conversation? You cannot have it in the moment. There's definitely, there's no way. What we've learned is when we are angry, we do not have full use of our brain. We definitely, it's like flipping the lid, you know, you've got the reptilian brain in here and you flip the lid. And so you do not have control of your logical thinking and you just can't think clearly. Uh, My best example of that was I was teaching the course and it was the second night in and a man came in to be part of the course. He didn't want to be there. And he started yelling at me and looked at me and said, are you even old enough to have children? And I'm like, clearly I was old enough to have children, but he couldn't see that. He was just, he was in his own mind. He had his own issues. He couldn't even be aware of his environment. And he just started escalate and escalate and escalate. We had to ask him to leave because there was no, he wasn't going to listen to anything I said at that point. And, you know, he had to move on. So yes, it's not the time when they're angry. It's not the time, but you also need to say, could we meet at a later time? You know, make a time for that. The same thing with your spouse. If you're having an argument with your spouse and you're both heated, you want to be able to take some time away. So you're buying time. Okay, we haven't finished this yet, but let's meet after the kids go to bed or let's take time 
whenever that this is a set time. Because if you don't set the time, it's not going to get resolved. Right. And so that goes to setting a time with our kids too. Like when everything's calmed down, let's talk about this or let's talk about how we can do this a little bit differently next time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so typically what you would do if you were negotiating with your child, you might say, this is how I feel when you do this. Can you tell me how you are feeling? And the child, you know, again, it's that listening back and forth. And that's got to be key. So the child says their point. And then you would come back and say, this is what I hear you saying. That this, you were upset about school and you were just frustrated. And that's why this happened. And then you're going to look at it with, okay, let's do some brainstorming. What could we do differently? What are you willing to do? And what am I willing to do? So you're just writing down ideas, no matter how bizarre they are write them down because something could funny could come out of it. Maybe you could have a poll that he could see if he could get it on. If he, if he feels like he needs to do that, anything goes because all you're doing is brainstorming at this point. So you're brainstorming and then you agree to what would you agree to? Which one of these things fits for you? And then you have the answer those questions. When, why, how, you know, where and who, who's going to do all these things? Because if you don't even put it down that detailed, it's just probably going to go out the window. And you're not going to do this for everything that you get angry about, but it's those things that never seem to get resolved. Yeah. Those things that come up at one after another, after another. Keeps going every time, right? Yeah. (laughs) Well, it's funny. And back to our backpack monster that would come in the house. I used to, uh, I blamed always on like the, the just being hungry or whatever. I'm mean, actually one time when we sat down and talked about it, we discovered that he doesn't have a place to put his backpack. So he doesn't ever know what to do with it. And I was like, oh, isn't that interesting? <laughs> like that's, I just thought he was throwing his, he's mad all the time, but he did, actually didn't know where to put it. So <laughs> I was like, that seems like such an easy fix, but we just let it go on so long that it became an issue. <laughs> yeah. So funny how he's. Sometimes when you have those conversations, I think there's those surprising things that come out of them. <laughs> yes, it's definitely. And it is that conversation where no one's blaming. It's just a, let's have a conversation about this because this is how I'm feeling. And, uh, you know, I want things to be different. And I don't want to, you know, I may not want to feel this way every time you come in the door, wondering if you're going to be angry or you're going to be this way. And so, right. you know, so you're, you're negotiating that. So in the negotiation, is it like a promise or like a, okay, so next time I come in the door, I'm going to do this, this, and this, so they know what the plan is. Is that kind of the the goal at the end of the conversation? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's what you're going to end up like, who is going to do it? I'm going to put my, my back back on a pole or Mm -hmm. whatever you, you've decided, but you have something to do too. You may have to give you five minutes to come in the house without asking you how your day was or something like that. Yeah. And that's what he may, may come up with too. Right. You know, there may be other things, um, but you don't, you want to make sure that you work on the issue because other things may come up mm-hmm. that you don't really want to deal with. That's going to be a separate issue, but try and focus on what the issue is at hand. As we say, we put it on a, you know, little piece of paper saying, you know, we need to talk about that another time. 
Yeah, I like what you're saying, because even if it's not like, I mean, obviously you don't want to do this for every issue, but it's a few few ones that are big enough now, but have opening up that conversation, having that routine with how you talk about it probably would help them down the road when they become a tween or a teenager. And it's like, you know, about the drinking or about, the, <laughs> about you know, other staying out late or driving the car or things like that, that are bigger issues uh, that probably then that skill is really helpful to have then installed them when they were young for that communication and connection point for the parents and kids. Definitely. Like, you know, if your kid's stuck on we all day long or whatever the latest trend is, I'm not up on my, my games. If they get stuck on that, they, that may put trigger you like they're being lazy, they're not doing things. And so you're going to need that sort of a contract almost, right. you know, this and work through it. So you get to that win-win. And what if you can't get to that win-win? What if he doesn't want to do what you do? And you're going to have to negotiate again. What are you willing to do right. to, to make this work? Now, just to put the negotiating into perspective, as parents and kids, negotiation is like a communication point. It's not then like the parents not being the parents or the kid being in control or overruling the parents or anything like that, right? Mm -hmm. It's just, if can you just share your thoughts on the whole negotiation piece? Because I'm assuming some, some listeners at this point might be like, what do you mean my kids get to negotiate everything? (laughs) (laughs) No, because you can say, no, I don't agree with that. The child may say, I want to do this, this, and this, and eat candy and and do this. No, I'm sorry, that is not acceptable. So again, let's find something that we both agree on. Why do you think you should have candy and this, this, and this? Mm -hmm. Well, because I want it. Well, you know, that's not a good enough reason <laughs> for that. So, but I, as you, you said, you know, your son didn't know where to put his things. You wouldn't have known that if you hadn't have had the conversation in the first place and making it so open that they can put anything out there that's related to it. Mm-hmm. You can come up with some nifty solutions. And, you know, if it was something that maybe they could help you build or do or, if they could be part of making the solution, they're going to buy in a lot better. Yes. Like we went on then a hunt around the house. Where would be a good place to put our backpacks when we come home? And so they were a part of that solution, which I think they felt better about that. And then they got a little bit of a say in it. And then guess what? Those backpacks go there every time now. Yeah. <laughs> Once in a while, the angry monster still does throw it down and stomp upstairs. But, you know, <laughs> that's life. <laughs> And I'm, I'm sure the mother angry monster comes out every once in a while as well. Yeah. Well, I don't know. After hosting this podcast for so many episodes now, the angry monster comes out a lot less. But yes, <laughs> every awesome. once in a while when the cup is not full and the angry monster is triggered, it does come out for sure. <laughs> You're, the toolbox that you have. So we're filling the toolbox for our parents so that they can have connection, calmness, and joy in their lives. Why is this important? Well, I think that, you know, we all think, oh, parenting, everybody does it. Parenting is easy. It isn't. It isn't. Well, you know, everybody does it. So, you know, it's got to be an easy job. I'm just having a problem. And it is everybody is is having problems. Four key things that I believe are really important is connection. Mm-hmm. If you don't have connection, you're going to struggle. 
So you have to have connection with your child. You have to teach them and yourself self-regulation because Mm -hmm. if you are not self-regulated, you can't learn. You can't Mm -hmm. communicate well. You can't move forward because, you know, you're either angry or you're unfocused. It is, it's just puts a lot of barriers in the way Mm -hmm. and you've got to have fun. Mm-hmm. You've got to have fun. You've got to make it fun. If it's too serious, if it's too much work, it's not going to, you're not going to move forward and play. Whether you're a little child or a big kid, play is where we learn. You know, that's why we enjoy our hobbies because we're learning while we're doing those things and we're having fun. We're playing. So I, I believe that those are four keys to move every anybody forward, whether it's in the anger, whether it's developmentally, if you have those four components, then you are going to be able to make a difference. Mm, Awesome. So we've got play, we've got fun, we've got connection. And what was the the fourth one? It's gone out of my regulation. Self, obviously self-regulation. Clearly that's the one I need to work on. (laughs) 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 Easily forgot that one. (laughs) Just kidding. Um, That's great. Yeah. I think, oh gosh. Yeah. That just, I was just, um, as you were saying that, just going back over the last few days, we're at spring break here uh, in my household. So taking the kids out of their normal routine and on a little adventure and a lot of fun was had, a lot of games were played, a lot of connection was made. And I think that was so important to just get out of the normal routine and have everyone just, you know, let loose and have fun for a few days. And what a difference that makes. And, you know, it's great because my kids were so good. Like they're so great. Like they were not fighting with each other. (laughs) They were not fighting with me. They were, you know, totally cool. And we just had a blast and got to really know each other on a deeper level this last couple of days. And it was just so great. So for us, I think too, like getting out of that normal, you know, routine of like, you know, everything, you know, it kind of gets mundane sometimes that routine and not as much fun as you said. And, you know, I think that that was really helpful for us to get out of our, get out of our normal zone and into something different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what, one of the things that I, I didn't talk about was when we get angry, it is a choice and every situation has 500, a minimum of 500 choices. So we can make that choice to be angry or we can make the choice to do something else. So what one of the tools that I like to give parents is have a, I used to put it in a uh, piggy bank or you could put it in whatever, but I used to make a list of things that you could do if you were angry. So go for a walk, talk to someone. And I just made a mega list of just slips of paper with things that you could do. When I was teaching the course, I would randomly pull one out and a person would tell me what they were angry about and what, you know, something that happened that week. And sometimes the first one I picked out would be the perfect one for them. Mm-hmm. Other times it was, you know, five or six in there. But if even if I got five or six out, that still meant I had 494 other options. Right. Instead of becoming angry or getting upset. So it's interesting to prepare yourself for situations. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the dads, one of the examples was one of the dads, he was really at, 
angry with his child because he wouldn't be quiet. Mom needed to sleep. She had a, a rough night. She wasn't feeling well. And he kept getting angrier and angry with his child. So I said, let's just pull out my little piggy bank. And I pulled out the piggy bank. And the first one was, have a piece of chocolate. Well, that really didn't, didn't fit. Um, Clearly, you know, and we went <laughs> <laughs> and talked to a friend. Well, that didn't work. Third one was go for a walk. Yeah, I could take him for a walk. I, you know, mm-hmm. it was something he really didn't think of. Yeah. But it made sense. He was just, he couldn't think at that point too, because he was angry with his son for, you know, being noisy and, and making sure. a mess and all that. And so having that little container, pulling out one thing at a time to mm-hmm. see if it fits. So yeah, maybe you have to go through 400 of them yeah. because it's such a big problem. Yeah. Or maybe you go through the first, you know, 10, you go, oh, that's a good solution. Because if yeah. we don't have the belief that there is a solution, we're just going to be feeling powerless and hopeless. But if we believe that there's always a possibility, there's always a way to get around this, then we're going to feel more powerful. That's great. I like that. I was just envisioning also too, like could we have like how could have a little piggy bank like that for, you know, what else to do besides being on electronic devices? <laughs> what other things that we still can do, right? And it's like almost like, oh yeah, same sort of thing. Like they can do a little pull those out for giving them some ideas of other things they can do. <laughs> Such a great idea. I love it. So Lorraine, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been fantastic about taming our angry monster for the kids and us parents too. Now, where can our audience connect with you today? So you can email me at tamingtheangermonster at gmail.com. And if you connect with me, I can send out 20 ways to reframe that self-talk. So changing the way you see something and change what what you're telling, telling yourself. So I can send those out to anybody who is interested. I also have a website that is mychildisspecial.com and it's resources for families that if they have children with special needs and just children in general. Great. That's awesome. And that what was that one again? My my child is special. My child is special.ca. .ca. Okay, cool. Excellent. Well thank you so much Lauren for being with us today. Any last words for our parents out there today? Well I I love this quote by Stuart Shanker. See a child differently, you see a different child. I think that that is so true. If we so true. Use with softer eyes, we definitely see a different child. Awesome. That's a great quote. I love it. Well, thanks so much, Lorraine. It's been a pleasure having you here. And uh, we look forward to connecting with you again. Blissful parents, go out there, have a blissful week, and we'll see you again next week. This episode is brought to you by the Blissful Parenting Toolbox. If you're looking for better ways to communicate with your child, deal with challenging behavior, or just improve your parenting skills, our free Parenting Toolbox contains the best resources from our expert workshops as well as contributions from our podcast guests. These tools could be the missing link that you've been looking for to solve everyday parenting challenges and to access highly effective ways to communicate with your child without triggering conflict, arguments, or meltdowns. 
The best part is that these resources, tools, and templates are completely free and are a gift to you for being a valued member of our community and subscriber to our show. To get free instant access to the Blissful Parenting Toolbox today by visiting www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. That address again, www.blissfulparenting.com forward slash toolbox. Register today and we'll see you on the inside.